Right. Thank you uh, for tuning in. It is great to be together as we wrap up this series, Soul Fest. My name is Ryan, and I'm the lead pastor here at Crossroads. And thanks for taking time to be a part of this, whether you're tuning in live or watching it on demand. It's great to connect. Uh, we've looked at some great songs. We've looked at some great principles uh, and uh, some great scriptures over these last few weeks. And uh, what a great song today. Uh, maybe you remember this song. Uh, it gets in your head. It's a tune that we all love. Uh, this song by Passenger, Let Her Go. You know, this video uh, on YouTube has over 1 billion views. That's right, 1 billion views. It's not that amazing of a music video. It's just kind of them in a room, right, uh, singing this song. But this song resonates. The lyrics resonate, right? Uh, well, you only need the light when it's burning low. Only miss the sun when it starts to snow. Uh, that was true in Maine a lot. Uh, only know you love her when you let her go. Only know you've been high when you're feeling low. Only hate the road when you're missing home. Only know you love her when you let her go. You know, these words resonate because we've all experienced that feeling of uh, almost taking something for granted, right? Uh, what is it, let me ask this question, what is it that you only missed once it was gone? Can you think of someone or something that you didn't really think much about it and then when it was gone, you thought about it all the time or you thought about him all the time or her all the time? Thinking about the pandemic, right? What was it that when the pandemic hit and we were given the stay-at-home orders and businesses shut down and places to go shut down and we weren't gathering, right? What was it that you missed only when it was gone? We asked a few people that this week. Maybe you can resonate with some of their responses. Check out this video. You know, if we're honest with ourselves and even myself, like we missed a lot of things uh, that we took for granted. I think we missed the power of a hug. I remember after the stay-at-home order lifted and we were kind of safer at home and we were gathering with smaller groups, maybe in backyards, we went over to some friends' houses here and uh, we just hadn't seen them in person in weeks and we just like wanted to give a hug. And, you know, honestly, we did. We broke the rules because there's something powerful about touch and about presence and about that hug that just makes you feel good. And, and we missed that, right? It's something we just took for granted. Uh, a lot of us, if we're honest, you know, we miss the energy and we miss the encouragement of gathering together as a church. We miss being in uh, the auditorium. We miss uh, the music that is an encouragement. We miss the smiles being greeted, the sense of being a part of something bigger than ourselves. We miss that. You know, we miss these things because we never imagined we wouldn't have them. Right? I mean, we never imagined that we wouldn't be gathering. We never imagined that we wouldn't be able to give somebody a hug. We miss them because we never thought we'd lose them. And so we took them for granted. We took for granted the power of gathering together. And, you know, maybe we made it a habit to go to church, you know, once every two, three, four weeks. And then all of a sudden when that goes away, oh boy, we kind of miss that. We recognize, boy, there's something powerful about that, right? Uh, what, what is it that makes it so easy for us to take things for granted, right? Why is that? Why is it that we take some things for granted and other things not for granted? What is that? I, th I thought about that. I do honestly think why we take things for granted is because we all, at some measure, have this thing called privilege, right? Now, I know some people tune out and turn off and, and really don't have a great, clear understanding of this word privilege, but the reality is I think that privilege makes taking things for granted easy. 
most of us watching this video, we live in a state of privilege when it comes to access to clean water, right? We have access to it. We live in a state of privilege when it comes to access to electricity. We don't have to think about, will the lights turn on when we flip the switch? But you know, 2.1 billion people on this planet don't have access to clean water. So they don't take for granted when they have water. 940 million people don't have access to electricity. They don't take for granted that the power is going to be on when they flip a switch or that it's going to be available. I remember when we first moved to Maine in 2008, uh, after about being there for, I think we were there for about two months, this huge ice storm came in and we lost power for a week. We, had to, we were living with people who had power. We were looking for a generator. Right? I realized in that moment we took for granted electricity. It was just always going to be there because we had no sense of what it would be like without it. Right? Another thing that we take for granted is just the ability for us to gather, the ability for us to come together for this thing we call worship or for church, uh, this idea that we can gather and we can learn together and we can encourage one another and we can grow closer to God through this experience. We have freedom to do that. You know, the truth is we take that for granted and then we miss it. It's a privilege. It really is a privilege. You know, 6.8 billion people on this planet live without religious freedom. That's 70%. 70% of the world lives without religious freedom. You know, Jesus actually talks about uh, taking things for granted uh, in this really amazing experience. So you see, Scripture offers us some wisdom even on taking things for granted if we'll pause and reflect on this pretty amazing story that happened uh, towards the end of Jesus's earthly life. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 26, verses 6 through 13, we have this amazing story of how the disciples took Jesus for granted, but how a woman didn't. Here's what it says. It says, Now when Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came up to him with an alabaster jar of costly perfumed oil. She poured it out on his head while he was reclining at the table. And when the disciples saw this, they were indignant. And they said, why this waste? Don't forget that. They asked the question, why this waste? It could have been sold for so much and the money given to the poor. Right? The disciples saw this taking place in front of their eyes and they couldn't believe the woman. And they actually said to the woman, what are you doing? Why are you wasting this? You know what this could have done? You know, the truth is the disciples' indignation was pretty reasonable. I have to kind of say I might have had the same response. Knowing the needs that are out there, knowing this, oh, what a waste. But here's the problem with that way of thinking. Love is unreasonable. Love is impractical. Love is more powerful than what we could possibly imagine. Love drives us to do things that are undignified. Love drives us to do things that other people look at and go, you're crazy. And that's what this woman was experiencing. She was experiencing and expressing love. And when a person's in love, it's very hard to reason with them. Maybe you know somebody who fell in love and you thought to yourself, this is not a good idea. You thought, oh, they're getting themselves in trouble. No matter how hard you tried to talk them out of it, you couldn't because love is unreasonable. Scripture goes on and says, since Jesus knew this, since Jesus knew what the disciples had said to the woman, he said to them, why do you make trouble for the woman? She has done a good thing for me. Isn't that interesting? He knows that the disciples have kind of shamed and called out this woman and said, you've done something unwise. Why would you do that? But Jesus says, hold on a second. 
She's done a good thing for me. I love it. I love that Jesus wouldn't let this wasteful woman be shamed by reasonable men. That's just the way it goes. Jesus says, you know, your reasonableness, the way you're thinking is off. Why? Because reasonable thinking often leads to missing the ultimate good of the present moment. Right? If we're always thinking about what's reasonable by this world's standards, by how we think about tomorrow and the maybes and the potentials, we will miss the opportunity for the ultimate good that God often puts right in our path but it requires us to be a little bit wasteful. So Jesus puts it this way in this great phrase. He says, the poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. Jesus is saying, you're always going to have opportunities to do good. You're always going to have opportunities to be generous with the other, but don't take me for granted. Don't take what we have for granted because the disciples had come to a space where they just took for granted Jesus. They said, well, they thought Jesus would always be here. Jesus is going to conquer. Jesus is going to rule. You know, they just had his presence with them. So they took for granted Jesus. And so Jesus explains to them why it was so important what she did. And he said, in pouring this perfumed oil upon my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. And he says, amen, I say to you, wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be spoken of in memory of her. I love that Jesus amens himself, right? He's like, this is good what I'm getting ready to say. Don't miss it. Don't lose it. This woman, what she's done is going to be remembered forever. Why? Because this woman knew how to cherish the moment with Jesus. She cherished that moment. She refused to Uh, be caught up in what tomorrow might offer because she knew what today offered her. So here's a little food for your soul this week, right? We sprung board from the song and the lyrics that kind of resonate with us that, yeah, we do take things for granted. We looked at some of Jesus's words. So here's something to think about, that what appears to be waste is actually a pathway to a life worth remembering. That there are things in this life that our world and the standards and structures and systems would say, you're being being unreasonable. Why would you do that? Don't do that. You're being wasteful. But what Jesus says is that there are some things that seem unreasonable, that appear to be wasteful, but are actually a pathway to a life that's worth remembering, to a story that's worth telling. So what can we say about tomorrow? our everyday normal lives when we're not sitting around our television or we're not, you know, sitting on the lawn in this kind of utopian church experience, right? What about real life? How does this play out? Well, here's the challenge for us. I want to encourage you. You're not going to believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say it to be a wasteful person worth remembering. You see, there are wasteful people that aren't worth remembering, right? There is a waste that is just not worth remembering. It's just not worth talking about. It's just foolishness. But this story tells us that there is a wastefulness that's worth remembering. So I want to encourage us to be people who are wasteful in a way that's worth telling a story about. And there are three things that I think we can waste some of in order to be worth remembering. So I want to encourage us, first of all, to waste some time. Waste some time loving what you aren't guaranteed to have tomorrow. Waste some of your time with family. Waste some of your time with friends. Waste some of your time doing the things that you aren't guaranteed to be able to do tomorrow. Enjoy what God has put in front of you. Be present. Don't always be looking at the clock. Don't always be thinking about productivity. There is a wastefulness 
with our time when it comes to love that will create stories that are worth telling over and over again. And I'll encourage you to waste some money. That's right. Waste some money loving what you aren't guaranteed to have tomorrow. Don't take for granted the opportunities that you have to be with, to do for, to give, to share, to buy a lunch, to buy a cup of coffee. Be a bit wasteful. I don't know if the financial gurus would agree with me. I don't know if Dave Ramsey would freak out. But I want to encourage you, be like this woman. Find those things that are worth cherishing. And in that moment, be wasteful. Be wasteful by a standard of the world. But know that you're being wasteful in a way for love that promotes a life worth remembering. And finally, waste some dignity. Waste some dignity loving what you're guaranteed to have tomorrow. This woman, she took on this shame that the disciples uh, placed on her. She came and she sacrificed a bit of her dignity. She took a risk. I want to encourage us to do that. Maybe if you're a parent and you have small children, get down on your hands and knees, hang out with them, be undignified with them, dance with them, be silly. Maybe you have teenagers that are into things that you just can't understand that you don't find funny. Right? My kids are into YouTube channels and shows and they have all these videos they want to show me. And sometimes I'm just like, this is not funny. What are they doing? It's so ridiculous. But I just need to be a little undignified and find the joy that they find in it. Right? Pick up one of their hobbies. Right? Don't get caught up in, oh, I've always got to look the part. I've always got to be so dignified. Right? Waste some of your dignity loving what you aren't guaranteed to have tomorrow. It's so amazing that all of these things, when we will actually say, you know what, I want to be wasteful in a way worth remembering, we can actually bring some wholeness, some peace into our lives. We can actually bring peace into our world with, by, by owning this way of thinking. And see, what happens is when we do this, we learn to not take ourselves too seriously. We live in a world that takes ourselves way too seriously. And so I've committed to be a person that I'm going to be silly. I'm not going to take myself too seriously. I'm going to trust that God can be serious enough for all of us, right? And so if I'll just sacrifice some time and waste some time, some money, some dignity on love, I'm not going to learn, boy, I just, I don't have to take these things too seriously that I am cared for. And in turn, I learned to trust. I learned to trust God with my tomorrow. I learned to trust God because when I say, you know what, if I'm going to waste myself on love today, Tomorrow is in God's hands. The opportunities to do the reasonable thing will come. And I trust those into God's care. And if I start to live this out over and over again, I'm going to recognize the opportunities that are right in front of me. You're going to recognize the opportunities that are right in front of you. And we won't miss the moment today for the maybe tomorrow. I know it's so easy for us to live our lives thinking about the maybes of tomorrow. And if we get consumed with wondering and thinking about the maybes of tomorrow, we will miss the moments of today. So as we wrap up this series, as we think about this idea of being a wasteful person worth remembering, what is God inviting you into today? What is it? You know, maybe God is inviting you to just consider people you might be taking for granted, things you might be taking for granted. And maybe God's inviting you to waste some time, some money, and some dignity cherishing them this week. You know, when I say consider, that's kind of normal word, code word for pray. <laughs> to just pause and think and consider and bring before God this question. Bring to my heart, bring to my mind those people that it's just easy for me to take for granted. 
And then waste some time cherishing them. Waste some money cherishing them. Waste some dignity cherishing them. Another thing maybe God is inviting you to do, which I think would be great for all of us to do this week, is to figure out some way to remind ourselves to every day to say five prayers of gratitude just for the simple stuff, right? Maybe you write the letter or the number five on your hand. Maybe you put it on your dashboard of your car. Maybe you put it on your refrigerator, right? Whatever it might be, a little alarm that goes off five times a day to just thank God for this simple stuff. To be grateful. Be grateful that the car started today. Be grateful that there's no uh, no screw in your tire, which happened to us this past week, right? Be grateful for these things that we just take for granted. Be grateful that you opened up the refrigerator and it's cold, right? Be grateful for the little things. And then I really hope and I really pray and I'm really trusting that we'll all do this, that we will all make a fresh commitment to not take for granted our engagement with the body of Christ. Don't take for granted the power and the encouragement that comes by being connected together. That God functions and moves and love works through us when we connect, when we link arms, when we do gather. Whether we're gathering digitally like this and connecting ourselves or whether we're gathering in person on the lawn, make a fresh commitment to be a part, to participate, to be a participant in the work of God through your church. Right? That may mean a new and fresh commitment to figure out how can I give of myself in this time? How can I volunteer? Right? Maybe it's a fresh commitment to give financially to support the work and the mission that is taking place to bring hope together. Right? However that might be, make a fresh commitment right now to stay engaged, to stay connected with the body of Christ, to live out these great one another's that we're called to, to be a source of encouragement to one another. Something powerful happens as a corporate witness to the hope and the grace that is found through the person and the work of Jesus in our lives. So make that commitment. We have a great song to wrap up this series, right? So over these next few moments, just see it as a gift. See it as a gift to just hit the pause button, take a deep breath. This song talks about looking up, keeping our eyes. It's a great metaphor, like to look up and see God. Don't take for granted that God is present, but really be present in that moment and learn a great lesson from this woman that sometimes the pathway to a life worth remembering is being a little wasteful.